0: Okay Alright, I think I lost him. I think I lost him. Um uh okay, wait. Where am I? Wait, um what's that noise?
1: Gene Girl would like to remind you that the following podcast contains adult language, mature situations, over protective assassin fathers, corrupt and twisted spoiled siblings, testified surgery patients, blind opera singers, and naive and somewhat Innocent child with possessive daddy issues. <gasps> no Go way to, to run. Organ.
0: Oh god, please no. I, I swear, please, You just gotta please gotta give me a couple more D's. I swear I'll pay. Okay. Oh god. No Ah,
1: there's one you to Nope, that You're nice to know. steps the figure. No one really knows his name for sure. He stands at six foot six, head
2: and shoulders. Pray he never comes knocking at your door.
1: Say that you once bought a heart or new corneas,
2: but somehow never managed to square away your debts. He won't bother to write or to phone you. He'll just rip the still-beating heart from your chest! <laughs> You could hide, you could try to, but he always has a way of finding you. He will come at your
1: weakest hour, when no one is around who might rescue you.
0: And none of us are free from this horror.
2: For many years ago, we all fell in debt. New body parts were needed to perfect our image. And until our debts are clear, we will live in fear of the...
1: Spark and Review, episode 88.
0: Zydra comes in
1: a little glass vial. A little
0: glass vial? A
1: little glass vial. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and the Review, some podcast inventing reviews about Connect the Ants Narratives. I'm your host, Zahn, and with me again is... Demona. Hey, so how are things going with you?
0: I'm good,
1: how about you? Pretty good, having a lot of fun? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, loads.
1: That's always good. Um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. We're the podcast that provides information you about connected dance, and narratives. We talk about movies, how they are, how the art style is, how the characters are, how the music is, and if it's worth watching or not. You don't have to agree with anything we said or we record, but I've heard we're a little interesting, just a little bit, right? Oh,
0: just
1: a little. Uh, you can check out any of our early episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. I'm at com. I'm at dimona.com. Uh- it's okay? It's okay. We and we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and all those other lovely social medias, and we might be in a con near you. And it's pretty cool because we got a lot going on, especially with the fact that we have something new going on. Because if you've been listening and you know, this is another one of our wondrous, our amazing, our wonderful theme months. Dun, dun, dun. Yay. And there was much rejoicing in the fact. And uh, it's a pretty interesting one. And what is the name of our theme month?
0: The month of melodies, music, and a mostly mercurial proto- I
1: can't Protagonist.
0: protagonists.
1: Yes, we're doing musicals. I know some be like, oh god, Sparkin's doing musicals. What the fuck is wrong with that? Well, you know what? You have to do musicals. I mean, it's a big part of fucking movies. I mean, you don't have just the awesome horror movies and the awesome sci-fi movies and the awesome adventure movies. You need some of that other crap to talk about. I mean, you need those movies like the documentaries about M- Nelson Mandela and those really creepy films about, let's show you how to, what, how to make a hot dog and what goes inside it, and afterwards you're traumatized for life. You need all types of movies, because we cover everything. Because sometimes you might find that gold in those movies. Or you might find a movie which is so terrible that when you're high or you're drunk, it is the greatest movie ever. you got to love
0: those movies.
1: Yes, it is. And, you know, sometimes you get these movies which will scare the shit out of you, and they're just fucked up. I mean, I don't know. It's just it goes all over the place, you know? I mean, so what is your background with mu- musicals?
0: Um, I, I definitely like uh, musicals. Depending, like I think it actually makes it. You can actually not have the movie without it being a musical. You can't. There's no way to make the movie without it being
1: a musical. For example, what do you mean? Like you're talking like Les Mis? Les
0: Mis, perfect example.
1: I mean, because the film itself, I've seen. I've seen the the, the one with Liam Neeson from Taken Awesomeness, and it was just it was okay. It was a prison drama, you know. He escapes. He does that. But then the musical, you think added it to it or?
0: It gives it more emotional. You actually get the emotion of the person, I feel. I mean, again, actors, they're good. Mm-hmm. Bring it to the, the table there. But uh, I don't know. I just I think the singing for Les Mis definitely gives you more emotional into that person's state of mind.
1: Okay. It's kind of like the, when you have that thought bubble, like in comic books almost. It's kind of like giving you more of that. It's like the addressing the, the audience type thing.
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: So, what was the first musical you ever saw?
0: Moulin Rouge.
1: Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. First one I ever saw, I think, was Wizard of Oz, <laughs> or Annie. I don't remember, or the or some other film from back then, or maybe The King and I. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Just remember, it was on an old TV back in the day. <laughs> Fuck, we're getting old. I'm getting old. Oh no. But, I mean, there's, uh, but they've, they've tried bringing back musicals back at present. I mean, you have things like High School Musical, which Take
0: we... my eyeballs out!
1: Or things like, you know, uh, what is another terrible one? Or Step It Up, which isn't a musical. That's a dance film. Yeah. Yet it's classified as musical.
0: That's a little weird.
1: And, and of course, all the Disney films are all musicals. This
0: is very
1: true. Well, actually, the thing is there are two different types of musicals. You have the ones which are literally like an opera where every single dialogue piece is done in music. You may have the odd line thrown in, thrown out, but then you have those ones. And then you have the ones where it's just a normal movie, then occasionally you have the characters just break out into song.
0: Exactly. Like, I think Les Mis has the occasional line here Mm -hmm. and there, but other than that, it's just, it's strictly
1: musical. But like in um, Disney's Aladdin, we'll say, it's dialogue and then it they break into a song like a uh, friend like me or um, Prince Ali or it goes like that it goes back and forth and just to clarify these are not going to be Disney films in this month I would someone said oh why do you do Disney films well because Disney gets its own little freaking category because you break it up because you have all the Disney films you have the Pixar films you have those other weird movies that are just like this is a Disney film but they didn't want you to fucking know about it like the black fucking cauldron which are like, yeah, or Songs of the South were like, yeah, this is a musical, but we don't talk about this because, you know, it's about slavery. And the fact is, yeah, it was a
2: little...
1: even though there's nothing wrong with it, and all the black people are actually the smart characters and all the white people in the movie are dumb. We just don't want to talk about this, you know. <laughs> it's popular around the world, but America, no, we don't need to know about that, no, because it's slavery. <laughs> we don't know about that. You know, it's just, it's crazy. You have all these other things, and there's even games where they have musicals. Really? Like, for example, one of our friend Kurado's favorite games, Go- Mystical Ninja, starring Goemon, is a musical. Halfway through each level, it gets into a music number, and you're like, huh. Wow. Also, remember Parappa the Rapper?
0: <laughs> I need to play more musical games,
1: I think. Or you could do Rock Band.
0: Rock Band I've played, though, actually, yeah. And
1: Guitar Hero. <laughs> and, s- and Sing It and all those other weird karaoke-esque games.
0: Yes. Those are for when you're drunk, though, I think. Those are the type of games
1: for it's, yes especially the journey one where everyone says alright what, what are you going to say today I'm going to do don't stop believing okay <laughs> Tom what are you going to do I'm going to do don't stop believing yeah. Jerry what are you going to do don't stop believing alright And what about you I'm going to do separate ways fuck you you're doing don't stop believing <laughs> you know you do all these things and it's just well I don't know some people think the music games and the music stuff is kind of passe and boring but it just is kind of whimsical it's a nice place to, to check out and, uh, no, sometimes you're like, eh, it's not manly, it's not this, but you know what? There's some movies which are awesome which are musicals, like, for example, Blues Brothers. It's an awesome comedy, but it's a musical. It works. And then you have movies, you know, like, uh, let's say, um, Tommy, which is literally an acid trip, because the Who were on fucking acid when they made it, and you're like, <laughs> dude, this fucking makes no sense, but it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, or The Pick of Destiny, comedy movie that's a musical. Or then we have horror movies, like Sweeney Todd, where literally you see people getting eviscerated, and then cooked
0: into?
1: Meat pies. Yes. Were and they meat pies? Yes. Yeah, meat pies. The only one I would probably want to do is Sasha Baron Cohen's meat pie to eat that because I don't like him and I think that's cruel and horrible <laughs> <laughs> and Sasha Baron Cohen's like, someone wants to eat me, I come and kill him. Well, if you, if Sasha Baron Cohen wants to kill me, he has to also remember the fact that the majority of the Middle East wants to kill him. This is very true as well. They actually said they wanted to jihadist him. They, they set a jihad against him because he's a fucking idiot. But this isn't the Sash Baron Cohen We Hate You podcast or the Nicholas Cage We Hate You podcast. That's for another episode. And I know you're like, wait, you weren't even talking about Nicolas Cage. It doesn't matter. We always bring him up to say we hate him. <laughs> That's just the rule. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. That was came up with it by um, Baz when we were drunk one time. Well, actually, he defends him and he defends Marky Mark. That's another story for another day. Because Marky Mark, I don't. Well, actually, they're two actors, Marky Mark and Mark Wahlberg. Mm. They look the same, they talk the same, except one is a good actor, one's a shitty actor, and depending on what movie it is, that's who's in there. Uh. You're like, you know who is starring in The Happening? Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg? Who starred in The Happening about plants killing people?
0: Yeah, that... Marky Mark.
1: Yep, exactly. It, 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 well, this, realistically, they're the same person, it's just we've, we've adopted that they're two different people. <laughs> Very. It's just, you know, well, some guy... Well, anyway, so we're babbling on and on for... It's been 12 minutes already. Well, well, actually, no, minus the minute. So we'll say it's been about eight minutes since we've been bullshitting and talking and blabbing and whatnot. So we should get into that. What we're talking about, which is the review of the episode. Yes. Because if you remember from the last episode, we rolled that one, that only...
0: Repo Wheel.
1: Yes, the Repo Wheel, the dodecahedron of movies. And um, it dictated us to be reviewing a movie which, well, for our first... Musical, I think it's a interesting and ballsy choice. What do you think? Out of all those musicals, compared to this one,
0: hmm.
1: from the ones you've seen, the
0: ones I've seen, yes, I would have to say
1: yes. It's out there. It's different. It's just completely perplexing because it's just it's not something you really are used to seeing. I mean, no. I mean, when you think musical, do you think of what do you think of when you think of the word musical?
0: Honestly, I go to High School Musical or. You
1: know, because that was just... Yeah. I mean, hard. do you think of this?
0: No, not at all. You, you don't think of Repo as a, uh, as a
1: musical. Yeah, you don't think of Blood and Guts and from the creators of Saw. <laughs> yeah. Or you think of, you know, like... Yeah, you don't think of these horrible, evil, horrific things. You're like, eh, it's a musical. It's, ha- it's supposed to bring me up. And then you see it and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> And a lot of people didn't give this movie a chance. I mean...
0: Well, I think that's the point, you know, not giving them a chance. I mean, it's a business and everything, you know, it's...
1: Yeah, it's just like, this didn't sell because no one thought about it or it was limited release. I mean, when we saw the amount it made, it's shocking. But we should get in first before we even reveal what the the movie is. Let's get into some of the people who paid and made this movie. I mean, it's directed by this guy named Darren Lynn Bozeman. He's done virtually nothing. He's just done Saw Two. Saw 3. Saw 2 again. And they did a movie called The Devil's Carnival, which the only reason why I know about that movie is because when I interviewed Hannah Minx, she admitted she was in that movie. And Hannah Minx is someone you don't ever forget. And she's a lot smaller than she appears on the Internet. I mean, the one thing that she's famous for, that's true, but the problem is you see how it is. It's just... Well, anyway... So, anyway, it was paid for by some guy named Mark Berg, who made movies like The Sandlot, and Airheads, and Don't Be a Medicine, South Central by Drinking a Juice in the Hood, and Baps. So, apparently, this guy went from really good movies, kids' movies, to dumb movies, then this.
0: Yeah.
1: And Saw. He paid for Saw.
0: He's on a roller coaster, I think.
1: I don't know. Um, it was written by a guy named Terrence Z-d-d-d- Zunick Zudnik? Znik can... Z and D. I don't know. You can't Zunik. Zunik will say. Zunik, yeah. He's is. he's a guy who created the stage play for this, which eventually became it, and it was originally known as the Necromerchants Debt. Which I don't know. What do you think is a title?
0: The Necromerchants Debt on the
1: title you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh new one sounds a little bit better, but that's kinda intriguing also. It is. I think, you know... seems like a video game, almost. That would be a cool title for a video game.
0: That would be, actually.
1: Necro (laughs) Merchant. Would it be like... Would it be a Flash game? A live game? A PSN game? Hmm. I think it'd be... I think it'd be like a Steam game.
0: A Steam game, but like a a Pixel, almost.
1: Mm. That's
0: what I picture when I see the Necro Merchant's dead.
1: Yeah, but... I mean, but I could just see it, this is where you're playing as um, as uh, as uh, the main character and going around collecting debts. Be like, okay, gotta go, gotta go uh, press X, press, uh, press X, 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 okay, 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 now you have to hold down B to harvest organs.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> oh no, the cops are coming, hide! Actually, the cops work for you, so you're fine. That's run, true. The oh, guy's run away, no! Run away me! But, um, okay, so we talked about who paid for the movie, who created the movie. We didn't talk about any of the executives because they didn't do jack shit. It was mainly the screenwriter, the director. Right. Let's talk about the people who made the movie going from the back forward because, as we always do, we don't really headline the main people till the end. First person we have is the creator himself in a cameo role. Well, actually, he's not cameo. He's more the, what do you say, he's the narrator?
0: Yeah. I'd say he's more of a narrator than an than actual cameo
1: really. But as an actor, he wasn't bad.
0: No, he wasn't. He was actually very good.
1: Very surprising. Yeah, because you, know, which I, you know, cause never see him, and you're going to see him again. Then you have the lead singer of the band Skinny Puppy, and also from Devil's Carnival, Ogre. And no, not Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. This guy is, well, you don't really see his face at all in the movie at all. No. You just see his. You just see him covered with.
0: You, get, you see him co- getting covered with other people's faces instead of his actual
1: face. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, "Wait, what the fuck are you talk about?" He's getting covered with. His other- it will make sense. Trust us. <laughs> then you have Bill Mosley. He's a TV character actor, and he just well, he was just really angry and was I think the weak link of the movie. But that's just me. We'll talk about that a bit. What do you think about, uh, Luigi? the crazy brother yeah angry brother
0: i didn't like him at all
1: he, i think he was the weakest link of the of the main cast well him so. or the last, next person is the weakest link i don't know <laughs> well yeah but
0: maybe it's like a tie for the bottom, bottom yeah the
1: yeah they were the bottom <laughs> next person do we even to we even dang this person to even explain say who she is really does she even deserve she
0: who shall not be named
1: and not, not Lady Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to give at least some... This person she's attempting to fix her fucking life. And the only reason why she's famous is that Daddy owns a bunch of hotels. And then she got a TV show where it's, I'm going to show how stupid I am. Yeah. Her best friend actually made something of herself. She's now a mom, she's a writer, and she actually does write. This one... Not so much. Yeah. I Should,
0: can, yeah. I can understand her trying to better herself, but and she, and, she's got to try a little bit harder.
1: And, she's, more and she's not really, I don't find, everyone's like, oh, she's kind of hot. When I hear, that's hot, I want to take a baseball bat and crack her in the back of the head.
0: Oh, yes, please. I will, to, I will pay to see that.
1: Just go, crack! <laughs> and she also was the one who brought back the handbag dog. Can we
0: just murder her now and get it over with
1: Let's start a Kickstarter. Well actually we should well we can't no we it has to be um a re-education program in order to re-educate certain poli- certain celebrity individuals to make them better human beings. I. e. we hit them with a baseball bat. But we don't say that because they won't approve us. There <laughs> we'll write a big thing. If you guys think it's a good idea, email us uh Demona at Sparker.com or Xansparker.com. Or Twitter said Spiragon movie. But anyway. Okay, next is someone who I didn't expect to see in this movie at all. When I found she's in this, I'm like, what the fuck? She's better than this. And that's Sarah Brightman.
0: She's good. I mean. She's an she, opera
1: singer. She's not an actress, and she does a really good job in this.
0: Yeah, she did a really good job, but she, again, mostly does operas. But a handful of movies, I think, she did?
1: Like three? Four? Something like that? Yeah. But they're all, like, you know. Television televised versions of her opera her opera shows, but yeah. this was just well done. I applaud her for her effort to do this, and she does do a good job, even though she has one of the more gory scenes in the movie.
0: Yes, she does
1: right. but I
0: think she yeah I think she brought a lot to the table with this movie i mean
1: it's, it's her first feature film, so she stepped up she didn't just say i'm going to just phone it in she tried, and she did a good yep. job. There are some weird Choices she's made with her dialogue, but then also, I don't think English was her first language, maybe. That might be why she's kind of yeah. weird. I don't know. But
0: she, she did an excellent job all the same.
1: Okay, so anyway, so now we have the... Should we do the <laughs> uber villain or the person who's known more and who's a villain? Who's known
0: more.
1: Alright, so next we have someone who is in a bunch of movies. He's a guy who's been in the most movies out of all the cast. He's been in Dick Tracy, The Rocketeer... Goodfellas, The Firm, he was in a Star Trek episode, he was in Romeo and Juliet, and he's been in Law and Order over seven times as ten different characters, all gangsters. And who is it?
0: Paul Sorbino.
1: Yep, a big pudgy guy who plays the villain in the role, and he does a good job as a villain. Kind yes. of a, a, a mob... Is he a mob? You think he'd be a mobster? Would you, would you say his character is?
0: I would have to say he's kind of a mobster in this one. Um...
1: He's more, I don't know, he's like a, a, he's the president of a company, he's just kind of like, he's like a mobster because he runs the police, he runs everything, and he's corrupt as anything.
0: He's kind of like the king, kingpin.
1: Yeah, he is like the kingpin, and he's got the two bodyguards, the two girls, scantily tied with shotguns, you're like, huh. Yeah. But whatever, and he does a good job, he's manipulated. The only thing which is weird is, everyone, he puts on a weird accent.
0: And it changed a little bit here and there, I think,
1: too. Yeah, he changes it completely. It's at one point. It's like a deep, like a Russian accent, and then it's American accent. That's like an Irish accent. And you're like, "Dude, stick for, your <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick it's to." Like, uh, where are you, are you going here, buddy? Stick with one voice,
0: and there
1: you go. Okay. So next we have, um, well, you know what? We're going to go with the more the one who has more acting gigs, and this guy is someone who is famous for a little-known TV show that was on WB. Did you watch it?
0: I've watched some of it. Some of it not all
1: of it. None of it? <laughs> a little
0: bit, maybe an episode here
1: or two. If you never watch it, it's cool. But um he was made famous over here because of this show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You may know him. He was in a villain in Doctor Who. He was in Sweeney Todd, he was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, he was in Scoop. And also if for those of you who are fans of, of our episode t- or episode eight He was also someone who, after Tim Curry left to go to America, he played Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Musical in England. And this British-born actor is really just, he's a very solid character in this, and that's Anthony Head, or Anthony Stewart Head, if you want to. be. He's a, I don't know, what what do you think about him? Did he carry the movie? Was he the protagonist, or was he the villain? Was he the hero, the villain, or?
0: I think he tried to be both.
1: And did he succeed? I think so. Yeah. Because
0: he was able to switch from a caring father to the villain quite easily, I think.
1: Yeah, because he had a, he had the most acting to do because he had to go from one to the other. And he held it and he kept it... He kept the way he changed even. It wasn't just, I'm going to be a jerk <sighs> when I'm a father. It was, I'm going to be... Evil at evil times, good at good times, and sometimes may switch between the two, but he's still very centered, and he's just a great character actor. And who's the last actress? What would you say about her? Have you ever heard about her before this movie?
0: I actually have not uh, heard of uh, this character before this
1: movie. Never saw Spy Kids?
0: No. No, I refuse to watch that. (laughs) That's good. That's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but she's going to be in Machete Kills, and she looks completely different, because some of us have seen her when she was a little girl, and we saw her grow up. And it's weird to see her like she is in Machete Kills, because she's wearing just a bra, and she looks completely horrid out. It's like kind of like when you saw um, Lindsay Lohan as she grew up, but Lindsay Lohan went crazy. She did go crazy. This one, we hope, doesn't go crazy. She
0: has a lot of potential.
1: Yep, but her name?
0: Alexa Vega.
1: Yep, a Spanish... A Spanish... Uh, <laughs> Actress, it's first, or, or or a Latina, who does a good job at what she is, which is just being a scared, confused, and kind of naive but strong little girl, young yeah. girl. She's yep. she's a teenager. A teenager. Yep, because the song says her age. <laughs> and uh, what is the movie we're talking about?
0: Repo: The Genetic Opera.
1: Yes, came out a long, long time ago in a place far, far away. Actually, came out um in 2008, and it's a rock opera on a horror movie. It's pretty badass. Now, um, but what would you say about this movie? Well, how would you describe the premise of, of besides it's a rock opera? What is it? What is Repo about? Well,
0: because it's so much, there's so much about it. You know, it's about like it's a horror, but it's also well, obviously it's horror.
1: That's it's a, Well, it's a horror that's a... It's
0: like a, um, I think, father-daughter story, really. I mean, the mother
1: really isn't in... She's invisible. <laughs> She's in those really creepy pictures.
0: Yeah, you know, because that's kind of like... That's actually kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, it is, it is creepy because it's it's a horror movie. Well, we're just going to roll with it now. Just go back into it. It's a really weird movie about a father and a daughter in a weird situation. In the, is it post-apocalypse, you think?
0: It looked to be post apocalypse just the way that it was set up because it was like everything was like interior around it, but it was like
1: also built to on top of it. And you had the, the, the underneath the city just all fucking dead bodies <laughs> yeah. and shit because of the, the massive organ failures. Yep. Which leads to the whole reason, with the whole premise because after this, you know, what are you going to do? Everyone's organs are failing and then. Gen- Gen-
0: Genco.
1: Genco. From the- Yes, and they make a de- lovely deal with you. What is this deal though the though what is what is it, it they they promise? They promise a new organ and you get
0: to pay within ninety
1: days. 90 days. Well, you get to pay you could pay it all over time, but you have a ninety day grace period.
0: Right. And then you have to start payments and you miss a payment.
1: Ninety days you have, which is which is admirable, you know. It's it's like anything, you know, you don't pay a credit card for for ninety days, then they start having a debt collector after you if you get you know, if you have car payments after 90 days, then they'll, well, the, my car payment, they gave me a month and they started, they threatened to call repo, but they, they threatened to call someone to take action, but point is, you know, they'll repossess after, you know, 90 days, and it's not that bad, you know, they're just going to repossess an organ. I mean, wait, that sounds fucking horrible.
0: It is, actually, but I mean, I can understand it being a business at yeah. the same time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and for those who are like, wait a minute, repossess your organs? Are they going to replace it? No, they're just going to, you know, some big scary six foot three tall guy is going to show up in horrible armor, either snatch you to take away to remove the organ that's missing, or he's going to do it right there. He's just going to take the scalpel, cut out whatever it is you, you owe, and then that's it
0: doesn't give you
1: any kind of anesthetic or just rip it right out of you. Yep, and then you just... Done! And that's what this movie's about. It's about, about a father. And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with a father-daughter situation? <laughs> well, it kind of goes like this. Cause, and I know this is within our grace period. We're not supposed to spoil it, but we're just going to give you the little things. So you have... The fact is you have Gene Co. Run by this guy named Roddy, Roddy Largo, and he's, you know, he's a rich guy played by Paul Sorvino. And he finds out something really fucked up. He's dying, and he has three heirs. And would you honestly leave any of your money to those three?
0: Absolutely not. Uh, how how
1: would you how do you how, what are these heirs like?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and Luigi and you know, I I just think all of them are twisted in their own way. Amber, she just she was addicted to surgeries. Mm-hmm. Luigi was the eldest, so and he was uh the the homicidal maniac one and Javi, you know, he just had a really he was really creepy. I mean he had the, the face and everything and but he was like obsessed with his face too. It was <laughs> carried around a mirror.
1: And also he was kind of yeah. He's kind of hello, how you doing? But then he's surrounded by women and screwing everything possible.
0: What? What that's about? I don't
1: know. Yeah. He's constantly surrounded by what are they? They're called the Genterns. Or I'm assuming are interns. Yeah. I and mean, that'd be that'd be kind of like yeah, okay okay you become an intern. What's your job? Uh, your Pavi's plaything. Mm. Or you work for or you work for Luigi and hope that he don't kill you.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Cause he he went a little crazy. Like one guy brought him the wrong coffee, and he kills him right there. And
0: didn't he kill an intern? At yeah, well? he ripped her heart out. Just like done. Yep, done. guy Yeah.
1: And then Amber just is well. Besides being she's a this. Stuck
0: up.
1: She's a she's a bitch. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she even trade sex with the grave robber in order to just get some of her, her medicine to feel better.
0: Yeah. That's, it's pathetic and
1: sad and. She's, and also because of who plays her, it just, yeah, you're just like, (laughs) yeah, you're just a waste of fucking space. Yep. So, anyway, so, so Roddy has no one to leave his fortune to. However, there is someone he could leave his fortune to in a weird, creepy sort of way, because he considers her more a daughter, when biologically, the fact that he thinks that she should have been his daughter makes no fucking sense.
0: Yeah, it's...
1: Because if it was his daughter, that would make sense, but it's not his daughter.
0: I think it's because he was in love
1: with... Her mother. Her
0: mother, and
1: then it's her daughter and give it to her because they have the... or I thought the other thing was he was actually interested in her at first that he wanted to be with her because she looks like her mother and... I don't
0: think he showed I
1: think <coughs> no that was at first my first thought, but then I thought right. about it and it's, it's more fatherly yeah and he makes a deal you deal with the person who fucked me over and then you get everything and the girl we're talking about is this girl named uh what's her Shut- name Yes, Shiloh, and she has the worst existence possible. She lives, she stays, she's the ultimate uh, agoraphobe. Yep. little uh, bubble yep. around her, it's,
0: it's weird though, bubbles only around her bed, but she's allowed to get
1: out of her bed. Yeah, it's because she's very sick. She supposedly has some really weird disease that she inherited from her mother, it's a blood clot disorder or something, because her mother died from this. And so she doesn't leave the house. And her best friend in the whole world, the person who takes care of her, is her daddy, who's a, who is a, well, he? He's a doctor, you could say. I
0: think he started out as a doctor.
1: Yeah, he's a doctor with a weird secret. Well, not really a weird secret, but he's got a, a little bit of a secret. And then from there, he just, then it's the whole deal is that Roddy wants to leave his fortune to. Shiloh, but then Shiloh, she wants to get out. Like any 17-year-old, she doesn't want to stay in the cage forever. She wants to get out. She wants to live. Have her freedom and be like
0: other 17-year-old things.
1: And there's a whole thing where you possibly thought she was kind of interested in the grave robber, too. <laughs> was kind of like... There was. It was like a little, uh,
0: almost like a love connection. But, the, but they
1: didn't, they didn't pursue it, which I, I like that they didn't do that. Yeah. Focus on the other parts. <laughs> and then you have, of course, the eponymous Repo Man. A, a, a giant being who comes around and actually... Kills people, and what is his motivation? What is he trying to do? We don't. Well, we do find out, but we're not going to tell you because it's spoilery for now. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're, spoiler territory here. It is currently 36 minutes. Move ahead 10 minutes. So, okay. So, what is the deal with the Repo Man?
2: Sorry.
1: No, what do you think? Alright, the Repo Man is Shiloh's father, uh, Nathan. And what do you think about his whole deal?
0: It's a pretty shitty deal, to be honest, because I mean, he's
1: only doing it because he's been blackmailed. Well, yeah, he's been blackmailed, or as he, it's not really—it's black. Yeah, it's blackmail. Because the thing is, it's like either you go, to, you do this, or you're going to jail. And Child has no one to deal with, and it's like, yeah.
0: So he's doing the fatherly thing of I gotta do with for my daughter, so I gotta be the bad guy.
1: And he's the head bad guy, and he constantly like is lamenting the, his 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 lot in life it's like I'm so sad Marnie my wife died and now I have to take care of her all alone it's been 17 years and I'm all alone and I hate my job but then on the job he's I love this job it's such a hard job and I love cutting people up. Like, yeah
0: he's enjoying it. it's like yes, <coughs> I'm going to take your spine
1: now yeah and he just goes from this killing machine to the to to good person and then I like that um, later on, he actually argues with himself. Because there's a scene after Shiloh runs away when he literally stops and he's like, he's like, we have to kill Roddy. Shiloh first, then Roddy. Agreed. And it's like, okay, so you're fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he, I think he becomes crazy with being blackmailed and doing what he has to. So it's, it's like a defense mechanism,
1: I think. So he, over time, just developed it, you think? I think so, yeah, no, it's that, and also wh- that was cool, and also the ending was interesting. It's a way you because it was literally like you find out okay, he lied, he was he poisoned his daughter, he's poisoning her to keep her sick so that way she you know
0: is more or less dependent on him too, so that she won't go anywhere,
1: and she won't leave him like her mo- his mother did, correct, which is kind of fucked up. It
0: is fucked
1: up, but it's it's kind of understandable because he wants to protect her from the world where it's all. Everything's all messed up because there are other diseases, and he doesn't know what his mother had, or what made her mother sick.
0: Right, which. So, yeah, he's like, he's trying to protect her from everything by. What is it? What do they call it? The all almost? Like, he's yeah. purposely making her sick. Yeah. But it's o- not to get attention, it's to shelter her. But even though it wasn't necessarily
1: it wasn't necessarily bad or good it was just
0: right
1: it was what it was it was it's i don't know it's it's weird situation with him and his daughter i mean because you have so many parallels with everyone is after shiloh in some weird way you have roddy's after his her, her to become his heir your father just wants to protect her in a very fucked up way but he wants to protect her Grave robber, we have no idea what he's in, his interest in her is. He just finds her fascinating because she's someone who doesn't know what the hell's going on. Blind Meg wants to connect. To the fact that she she immediately knows that her name is going to be Shiloh and that she's her godmother. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Like she just magically knows. Like, oh, you're Shiloh. You're my god. I'm your godmother. Like, okay.
0: So yeah, so many people after her for so many different reasons.
1: The only people who don't are the, the, the siblings, and they just, well...
0: Well, at the end, though, I think they were all, like, you know, WTF about it, because he said that, you know...
1: He's like, fuck you all, I'm giving it to her, and then she doesn't take it, and then they, they end up... Exactly. It says, you kill your father, you get everything, you become the daughter, because you were supposed to be my daughter, because I was you know, I was engaged to your mother, and then your mother left me for, for Nathan the douchebag. Like we don't know what happened. Maybe you were a douchebag. Maybe Nathan was, you know, a better guy. We don't fucking know. Exactly. I mean, what else? Spoilery is there about the film? It's, it's but I mean, you have there's a lot of just little turns and twists and turns. But anyway, let's go back. All right. So anyway, so here's the non-spoilery part. Um. So what did you think when you first saw found out about this movie? what was your initial reaction when you saw the trailer, when I showed you the trailer?
0: It was interesting. Um, although I don't think it actually showed... Obviously, trailers trailer is like a, a teaser. Mm-hmm. I didn't think what I saw in the trailer was actually going to be in there. I thought it was something completely different But than when I actually saw the movie. It was... It was mind blowing to be honest. I, I actually really liked it. I loved the concept of it mm-hmm. and the futuristic part of it because some nine times out of ten you see futuristic where it's it's shitty and then people make it you know, white and sparkly and shiny and stuff like that. But this it's just like it sucks. You know, and it stays sucking. Nobody actually tries to go further to, to change the
1: the Yeah, to better themselves.
0: You know? I mean, with, with Jinko, you know, they kind of try to help people, but it's, they're not, it's not like it's they're the knight and shiny Armor kind of
1: thing. They're the mob that's going to make things worse, because they, they, they're they not really helping people. They're not. They're just kind of like, yeah, we'll, we kind of have a cure. We could give it to the world, but fuck the world. You pay us, we're fine. Everyone else fuck them. You know, you just that's what they do. Or whatever it is, they're they're, they're a conglomerate, they're an evil corporation. This is technically being the, the in the mega corporation. The the, the the like
0: a monopoly,
1: you think? Yeah, maybe monopoly, I don't know.
0: Because I mean they are the only supplier for organs.
1: Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Because there really
1: isn't a black market. I mean, actually, well, he's well. What's his name is the black market. The grave robber's is the black market. I think
0: that
1: is true. Because he's he doesn't well, but he doesn't sell organs. He just says, "Here's the stuff that you need to survive because all these surgeries are going to kill you over time." I don't know. Well, you guys are probably like really just confused now, but trust me, it's it's a lot easier than we're making out because this is <laughs> it's not that hard. It's just okay. Father's overprotective. Has an alternate identity. Daughter's trying to escape, and a lot of singing happens. And the setting is really cool. and I love the fact they use the co- the carto- the comics. I like that fact where it's the the comics. I like how
0: they incorporated that in there. Really, it's, that was a nice touch for that.
1: Yeah, where it shows, just like it says, here's what happened. Yeah, and instead of like giving
0: like a whole action scene, it's just here. Look at this. We
1: go. very kinetic and very just like kind of eye-popping and it is a really pretty it's a dark movie it's a pretty movie
2: yeah
1: graphics are really cool the designs are very dark and a lot of reds and blacks and blues yes very very very, very, very no other colors yes. Really. yes oh and red red lots of red yes lots and
0: lots and lots of the interns how they have those red masks yeah what's
1: up with that I don't know it's it's, it's just <laughs> the gen turns were just kind of like okay you're slutty, but you're kind of bondage it's, I don't know, I just was like, hey, it's kind of bondage like the Silent Hill nurses a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you didn't see anything, anybody else except for people, man. That had like a, a helmet on. Yeah, and I think maybe even the cops, but that's like no. The cops
1: thing. are just like kind of like trof, 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 trof. they're stormtroopers, so they weren't even. Like, yeah, but I mean,
0: they're the only ones that have that particular kind of headdressing on on,
1: just like. That I don't know, but I like I like the way that the design for the Repo Man mask or they like that the L- LCDs do, were in there. Yes. It's like first it's just all scary. They hits a the button. <laughs> And you yep. see just the eyes, and it just looks blue and ominous and scary. That's sick. And then it's just
0: like, as that's coming for you, and you're like, you can't. That's like the last thing you've seen. I really also crazy. like
1: the fact that every time he shows up, you hear the Repo Man, almost like, even if it's just in the background, if it's like a record just kind of scratching it, or if it's just... Yep. I, I, that's, that gave it a
0: really great texture
1: like that. Yeah. Um, also, the the sets were kind of interesting. architecture and things, like, you know, how the house looked it's all full of secret doors and secret hallways, and then the the outworld, the world looks like shit, except for Roddy's office is just kinda whatever. And then, of course, the infamous opera, which just was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was like, uh... Media Circus crazy. I like how he,
0: how... The outside though was shit and but he made it to be awesome, so to speak, inside. Yeah. You
1: know. How it looks it looks dirty still, but it's just kinda it's a used universe, but looks kinda it's interest it's intriguing how you're like, Okay, this looks all fucked up, but whoa, that looks kinda cool in a weird sort of way. Even though it's really dark and just like you think like a murderer would live in this area, but yeah, murderer does, but
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So what else is there? Um yeah, but you have that. And then you have the main, the elephant in the room, which we haven't even talked about, which is the soundtrack and the music. How do you think the music incorporated into the film and the narrative and all of that?
0: I think very well. There was a couple where I just didn't like it whatsoever, the music. But um, I think overall, I think they did a really good job of incorporating music into the music into the movie.
1: And do you think it sold the story well? Absolutely. I think I agree it, it, it tells the story in a nice way which is just interesting it's just it's a different take on a narrative and just it looks really cool the way it sounds and the way that you know you can listen to the soundtrack and it just sounds amazing and just every little part fits like a well oiled machine into what it is. I mean true there's some pieces where you're like yeah you should really replace that spring but whatever it happens. Um, Yeah, so, but, um, so, now we could, now, what about characters? Who is your favorite character in the movie? Nathan. Nathan?
0: (laughs) I think he definitely, he definitely hits that role very
1: well. I agree, I really like Nathan, I think that he's the one that, he should be in more stuff, he really should be in more things. It just, he did this whole Jekyll and Hyde thing and it just... it trans He transforms just so well. It's like, okay, good father to evil villain and it's like, you know... It works. All the other actors and actresses are really... Well, for the most part, they're okay. I mean, you have... Like, Alex Baggett does a good job as the scared little girl who's like,
0: oh no. Yeah.
1: You know, or at first, Daddy hate me, then fuck you, Daddy. Mm-hmm.
0: She... I mean, it's, it's like any normal teenager where it's like, you know... Uh, I need my parents. Oh no, you know, fuck you, you know. I'm gonna
1: go and do what I want. Oh I, daddy, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fight with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other the other three, well the with you know siblings. Well we'll get to them in a sec, but you know, and Roddy does a it's except for the accent, he does an okay job as as the villain. He's just he tries to be compelling and
0: I think his his facial expressions and his the way he carries his body's his body language Dead on, really good. Just the fact that he changes his accents
1: mm-hmm.
0: is what throws you off of his character just a
1: little bit. Yeah, and he's he's all right, Bill, but He works as the third lead, and you know, and Blind Meg. It's Sarah Brightman. It's she. She's a singer who's blind. Who has we didn't even talk about the fact that she's a singer who's blind. Who has magical powers. But as that said, she has these optical eyes, and she's one of the big cruxes the film is the fact is that he has to she he was Marnie's best friend, Shiloh and Nathan's you know, wife and mom. And the deal is that Roddy says, Okay, she works for me, she's the person who entices everyone, she's my siren who join G and you get to listen to blind Meg, and she wants out of her contract, so I want you to take what we gave her, which is her eyes.
0: Yep. And he won't do it because
1: it's her it's his wife's best friend. And this is causing a conflict because he's not doing his job. And this is going to lead to them wanting to be like, you're not doing the job, we're going to kill you, or you're going to go to jail. Right. And Roddy just wants to get all this done before he dies a horrible death. And, well, his death scene was, I'm not going to lie, I was just kind of like, like, he's like, fuck you all! Yeah, be I didn't fe- really like the, his death scene. I think I... It
0: was disappointing.
1: If he had flipped a gun and went, it would have been a little more, or...
0: That or like, I don't know, just something more than just collapsing on like, the
1: stage. After cursing his family, get the fuck away from me! You
0: all
1: disgust me. What else did you say? Something else because his 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 freakish daughter is coming with her face gone, and you like, oh my god,
0: that was horrible.
1: It was funny though because you're like, oh, you. He's like, I'm better than Blind Meg. I'm gonna be better than Blind Meg in her first time. Yep base comes right off. that's what you get for being addicted to the surgery, your parts are gonna fall off.
0: Good job there. Good
1: job. Good job. Now, okay, now the question. Who is, well, besides the, fact, the cameo of Joan Jet was awesome. Uh, Joan Jet was a cameo in 17. She's the rock star. She's a famous person from Runaways. It was pretty cool. But the, um, what is it called? The, uh, da, 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 da. hold on. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay, and so the elephant in the room what was the worst actor or who's the LVP of the movie the least valuable player the person you wanted to see go to hell I'd
0: say it would either be Amber
1: or Luigi yeah I agree they both were terrible at it Luigi just acted I'm gonna shout and act retarded and Luigi was just kinda or Amber's just like oh look at me that's so hot <laughs> Exactly. You should see my facial expressions right now, though. <laughs>
0: Classic.
1: I mean, she kind of. parasol. Oh, no. The she who must not be named is just kind of like.
0: Kind of like how she goes through life. You know, um, I deserve this, and I'm not going to work hard for it.
1: That's, yeah. That's how her character is, and that's how she is, and maybe that's why they picked her. Which, if that's the case, they were fucking brilliant. They picked the best person for it. But
0: exactly. She
1: couldn't act her way out of a fucking paper bag, and she kind of has, like, this bobbleheady, like, Thing going. Yeah, what was
0: up with that? I noticed that.
1: What the hell is she doing? Yeah, I'm like, okay, what's with that? Is it because your head's falling off? What? I don't get it. it. Makes no fucking sense. Fuck you, she who must not be named. Fuck you hard. Well, not really. I don't want to. I would never want to go there because I don't know what's been there. I don't know what's living there. That is true. You don't know what type of probably Jean be like. She's like, I want to go get you know. I want to go get a pe you know, I want to get this replaced. To be like, yeah, there's too many diseases, there's nothing we can do, sorry. <laughs> and speaking of that, okay, all right, the whole deal is that Repo Man, you don't pay your bills, Repo Man comes and kills you. What happens about the people who buy and they're old? I mean, what happens with the old, you know, the old man like, oh no, the Repo Man, he coming to get me, I gotta walk away with Mike Walker, or the old lady... Oh no! He coming? Help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> you know the one guy would be like, "Oh, you're coming to get me? I replaced my colon inside. I just shit my pants. So have fun there." <laughs> you know. I got to work <coughs> You know, or you know, I mean, like, you know, what about people who they lost stupid things? Like, I replaced the my hand. You know, it's like you can live without a hand, or the yeah. person is, I, you know, I, I have a lung. You can live without a lung. Well. Unfortunately, Ripperman's just gonna cut it out. Leave you there, and fucking die.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can live with one or some stuff. One lung, but
1: yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, you have to get this done right. You can't just be like, oh, here's a here's a uh, fucked up knife. Just cut you open, leave you there to.
0: That was my thought of it too. Is that you know you can live with without some of your organs, you yeah. know, and but you know you didn't have to die. But okay, you know, Ripperman just kind of like, oh, slice you open, take it, leave there to death. Have
1: fun. It's like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> he just scans to make sure it's the right one. What happens if it's a guy, it's like a twin brother, and he's like, <laughs> kill them? He's like, yeah, the part's not here. He has a twin. Right. Ooh, oopsie. Here you go. Just like he gets a band aid, goes,
0: Pff. put it back in there. You're good as new. It's okay. <laughs> You're just
1: going <laughs> to bleed to death. So. will rebuild it. I don't know. This movie, it's. It came at the same time as the Repo Men movie with uh, Forrest Whitaker and uh, Jude Law. Yeah. And both of them are, it just seems this movie, I don't know. The fact that it made only six digits out of 8.5 million is shocking. It made $188,000. That's it. That's all it made.
0: I can't believe it because it just, maybe they didn't get enough hype. Hype about it or whatever, but it's just—it's actually—I really feel it's a good movie.
1: It's—it's made—it's made—it's made up to no two thousand dollars in or two million dollars in DVD sales, but still.
0: The fact that the box office only got one hundred
1: eighty-eight thousand. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's just it's a it's a shame for this movie. It's really it's pretty decent. It's really good. Um, now. Now, usually we talk about the music a little more and some other things, but we're saving that to the end because we have a reason. Now, So we're up to the part of the review, the part where we actually tell about what we think about this movie, if it's good, if it's not. And unlike other podcasts where they use five stars or it's a 10.10 or it's a, you know, this is worth 15 hands or this is worth six thumbs up or four dildos up or whatever, you've actually heard podcasts that did that. <laughs> wow. But we use five phrases that are how we describe this movie is good, bad, whatever. And um out of our five, what would you give Repo the genetic opera the moment?
0: I would have to say really, really fucking cool if you do not buy this you right don't, now.
1: You don't have to read the whole thing, just really, really, really fucking cool.
0: Really, really fucking cool.
1: Really? You would watch it again, you'd own it, you'd buy it. I
0: would own it. I would pay money. I mean, this is probably a movie I would actually, if it was still in theaters, I'd watch it over and over and over again in theaters. And then (laughs) buy the the Uber edition when it came out on DVD.
1: If it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know the Blu-ray did good, and they do have the Blu-ray, but... No, definitely. I'm going to give it a Borrow from a Friend. Oh, really? It's really good. It's awesome. There are some kind of slow points in it and if you don't like gore this is a fucking gory movie. They they use a lot of practical effects to really good use, but it's a fucking gory movie. It is. And there's some really bizarre things in it and just some stuffs like you're like, what the fuck? And it's a lot of, it's if you don't like musicals, you're not in you know it's this movie's really hit or miss. Uh, I've shown this people who love it and I've shown people who completely hate it. So it's you're either gonna love this movie or you're gonna hate it. You're gonna be in one of the two camps. And I like it a lot, but and I own it, but it's not the super uber the greatest movie ever. It's it's really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's no Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's never going to be no Rocky Horror Picture Show because that's Rocky Horror Picture Show. But it's really good. It's, uh you know, borrow from a friend, you never return unless you're offered some Zydrape. Because it is, <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a good party movie. It's a good movie to watch alone or with friends or with a loved one or when high or drunk or... Just doing drinking games with it. Like, every time Pavi tries to have sex with something, take a shot. Or every time Luigi curses, take a shot. Or every time Nathan changes pitch, take a shot. Or every time Shiloh says, you know, she bemoans her life, take a shot. Or every time Roddy changes... You know, you can you make lots of drinking games with this game, this movie. You could, yeah.
0: I'm
1: um really drunk then too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll take a while, though. I think it'd be a...
0: Well, I think with uh, Nathan changing pitch, I think um, that happens quite a bit. So I think you would actually yeah. get drunk pretty fast with that.
1: Yeah, you would. I agree. You're right. I'm wrong. So the other, um, so I guess that's it. Um, so remember, you can check us out at www.sparker.com. I'm at zansparker.com.
0: I'm at Damona, or Damona. <clears throat> I'm Damona at Spirekin.com
1: we're on Facebook, Twitter you can leave us messages at the website we have an Amazon store, Amazon.com forward slash shops, forward slash Spirekin where you can buy any of our used movies this movie's not going on that pile unfortunately even though I may go to the, I saw it on sale for like 4 bucks at Walmart I may buy like 10 of them and put them up that's a good idea I think I might
0: do that
1: maybe we should do that Yeah, I think so. But it's, don't steal our idea, that's our idea fuck you all
0: yeah. our idea you can't have
1: it. It's sucks. copyrighted. Exactly. Even though you guys are listening <laughs> to this episode eventually. But um so yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, all this other crazy stuff. Uh, we're gonna be at a con near you. Um we'll hopefully we'll be at well actually we're gonna be at New York Comic Con. Coming up. Well actually we'll be around New York Comic Con, just walking around and being crazy is No idea. I've
0: heard of it. No I know two
1: this. people who've gone there. And one of them worked at GameStop. Be fun. It could be fun, or it could be really fucked up. I don't. Well, we could go there. It'd be fun. Laugh around. Get drunk. The
0: usual.
1: Exactly. Or we could, <laughs> you know, there's other cons we could go to, and there's other things. Or if you want us to go to a con, let us know about the con. If you get us tickets, we may go. You, of course, you'd have to pay for airfare and other things. I mean, if you want us to go to like, we want you to go to San Diego for for Comic Con. Be like, totally, dude, I'll go there. Or if, or if you want us to go to Dragon Con, but then of course, Dragon Con, we have to remember. You know, we have to get tested before we even go there because of all the stories of all, you know. I mean, consluts.com explains enough, you know, like Dragon Con, the orgy con possible. Where everyone's like, yes, it's the ultimate fantasy con where you're guaranteed to get laid. or You, <laughs> you know, it's, or, <coughs> or Atlanta, uh, Anime Week Atlanta, or uh, that one book con in Long Island, or the icon. There's hundreds of cons. Yep. Or the, the Puerto Rico Comic-Con, which I found out I missed going to, which sucks. Because family was like, hey, there's a Comic-Con in Puerto Rico this week. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would go there totally, and I'd be the only guy... Well, they speak English there in Puerto Rico. It's kind of cool. That
0: is
1: cool. Well, technically they were going to be the 51st state. But... They might be, but the problem is they keep voting against it because the minute they become a state, they're taxed, and they're currently in a loop of not being taxed. hmm So thing is, if they become part of the country, that's really cool. On the other hand, they get taxed, and they speak some English. They use American currency. It's kind of cool.
0: And they wouldn't have to jump over the bridge all
1: the time. No, they don't. They're 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 legal United States citizens. Same thing with Guam. They're oh, okay. They're United States providence. Gotcha. Unlike the Mexicans, and I want to be in Mexico.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, that actually that was one we could have put on there. Shit, I forgot that completely. I want to be in America. I've never heard, I heard of that one. Uh, West Side Story, awesome movie. Oh, okay. Also, actually, uh, there, there's, there's a story about Jim. There's a story about Jim Dean drunk and singing that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was hysterical. But again, we digress. Not to be edited out. So, um, I guess that's it. So, what are we forgetting? We're forgetting something, aren't we? The
0: top ten songs.
1: No, before that, we're forgetting something else. Uh, what are we forgetting? I'm forgetting something. I don't know what. I mean, we're forgetting something. I don't know what I'm forgetting. Um, hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's right. That's what we're forgetting. We're forgetting the most important thing, the thing which you go to this episode for. It's not just the reviews. It's not just us rambling and, and talking about things or playing the drinking game. It's that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only... Dodecahedron. Dodeca-Hedron.
2: Dodeca-Hedron. 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 Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. Yes, friends, except no substitute, the Dodecahedron of movies. What is a Dodecahedron? It's a 12-sided object with numbers on it. Ooh numbers. What we do is we're going to roll this dodeck key chart movie, whenever it lands, and that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review, episode 87. And, um, unlike our, since it is a theme month, we have something special to do. Something different. A little different. Instead of us doing 1 through 9, then 10, 11, 12 are our special gimmick ones, it's just 1 through 12. So, what we're going to do is we've randomized this list of musicals, and Damona's going to roll, whenever it lands, on. that's what we're reviewing in the next episode. So you get to roll... So you roll it, um... Well, somewhere to roll. Just roll it on the, on the floor. So you get a good roll. Roll it over here, and we'll see what we're reviewing. So roll! Number, Number 12. So, in the next episode, we're going to do one which Cal's going to kill me for, because, well, it's a Josh Whedon movie, and I'm, he hasn't been around, so we're probably not going to review it with him. But I'll see if he can get to review it with him. And it's, oh my god, it's a movie which has people like Neil Patrick Harris in it, and someone by the name of Nathan Fillion, who we've never even heard of.
0: blasphemy.
1: No, see, he was, he was Green Lantern and he's pretty cool, even though in Buffy he killed someone. Well, actually, this is a, a Buffy connection, because he was a villain in Buffy. That's really cool. But, um, this Joss Whedon is... So what are we hearing the next episode?
0: Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog.
1: A cult classic and one which is a lot of fun, so you gotta stay tuned for the next time. So, usually at this point we just say, hey, we're gonna talk about our, our favorite quotes and that's it, we leave, right? But that's not what we're gonna do here. We're doing something a little different because this is the month of musicals. We gotta talk about the songs and we completely forgot about that. And not really. We set it up like this. But well, we're gonna talk about our top ten songs that we have agreed on for this musical. This is the, this me, for the musical of the episode. What we liked about it, what we didn't like and so on and so forth. So let's start with our top ten. So what is the tenth song we have on our list?
0: Chromega? Is that his
1: name? Yeah. And this is um, what is this in the what is this in the movie? This is the uh, the song that is is the pinnacle of the whole thing because they're talking about an opera the entire movie and in the trailer and then the opera Chromaga is the song that yes where Blind Meg pulls her eyes out and it's I don't even know how to describe
0: it. I mean it was it's an opera it's an it, opera song. it really is but then at the end she was like she'd
1: rather... She tells Roddy to go fuck, herself, fuck himself and pulls out her eyes and then yep. gets impaled on a spike. Yep. Right? Yeah. On
0: a fence.
1: Yes, on a, spe- a, a spike fence. So that's... It's our lowest of the... It's our 10th tenth, our tenth highest out of 74 songs. next one we have is I Didn't Know I Love You So Much. This is a song between Shiloh and Nathan as Nathan is... As in most tragedies he's passing on. And it's a good song. It's a really fun song. It's... Not fun. It's a good song. It shows the emotion between the love that these two characters have, even though after everything they still love each other. There are a couple of hiccups here and there, but it's...
0: Yeah, I could have dealt with a a couple of lines that Mm -hmm. omit them, but uh, it was a really good song between a father and daughter. Okay. (laughs) Number eight, Infected. This one was um, about Shiloh and her infected blood.
1: And her lamenting about how her life is... its, life it's not. sucks. And yeah. Typical teenager, my life sucks. Everything's going to work out, and but I'm in the song and I'm going to sing it to the world. It's, it's, a, it's a good song for her. It shows her development. And it's kind of contrary to er, the last song where she talks about how much she loves her dad. This is kind of like, I, dad's important, but I feel sheltered and kind of crushed here. Yeah, almost
0: suffocated she felt.
1: Okay, next one is A Thankless Job. This is Anthony Stewart Head having fun. This is Nathan, um, evil Nathan, or the Repo Man, dealing with a client with the tink-tinks. He's pulling out organs and he's having fun with it, dancing around, talking about how his life jobs are fun, how everyone's rude to him, but then, you know, he's playing around. It's it's a kind of whimsical in a very fucked-up sort of way.
0: It's kind of like the comic relief song of
1: of the movie, I think. Where it's funny, but at times you're like, oh my god, why is he doing that? Yes. It's not right! <laughs> I mean, using a dead body as a puppet is unsettling. And then he's pantomiming the boys. <laughs> yes.
2: Like, <laughs> like, what the f...
1: I mean, it's not It's not as fucked up as Killer Clowns face was out there. Um, What's next?
0: Uh, Night Surgeon.
1: Oh, this is another Nathan. Oh, this is the one where it's Roddy telling him you're good at this job, that this yes, is your... <laughs> this one shows the two fighting. There, Nathan's all sad and depressed, and then Repo Man's like loving the fact that he's that he's doing this, cutting people and killing them.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he won't cut out uh, Meg's eyes.
1: Yep, and they're saying you have to do this because you killed your wife, and they keep emphasizing the fact that you killed your wife. You killed your wife when that's not in a fucking case. Whatever. Number five is uh, the. The better of the three uh, Blind Meg songs, which is Chase the Morning. This is her interaction with Shiloh. It's a very compelling song cause it's about being free and wanting to do what you, you know, doing what you have to do in order to survive and, you know, how you should conform. But you should conform. But you shouldn't. And how people... How you
0: have to be strong.
1: Yeah. How you shouldn't want to be stuck in the cage forever. How you want to see, you know, the world. You should exactly. be stuck in your rut. You should move ahead. Also, got some really cool effects with the creepy eyes. That is. That was
0: pretty. That was pretty
1: sweet. It's more creepy than the fact It's her mother, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the editing is just like, yeah, you get the fuck out, get the fuck out. I'm not even supposed to see you. Get the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Although well, there was that one line where uh, she goes, "How do I put this
1: from my window?" Yeah, that kind of that, that just that, that 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 speed bumps it, but otherwise, good. Now, number four is this is a sad song, I think, or is it not so sad?
0: Let the Monster Rise? Um, I don't know if this is a sad I don't know if you would
1: actually consider this to be a sad song. It's kind of, well, I don't know, because the thing is, this is the point when it's another Shiloh Nathan song, and this is where they're just, at this point, Shiloh has discovered the truth, and she's confronting her father about it, and it's kind of the, as like we said earlier, it's I love daddy so much to daddy's nice but you know there's something wrong you know I want to get free this is the fuck you daddy I'm done actually would this be the fuck you daddy or is the other one fuck you daddy the next one fuck you daddy
0: I think the next one's more of a, a fuck you daddy because this one she's she's mad at him because it's like I think she kind of feels betrayed that he wouldn't tell her.
1: And but this is the one she even says in the song fuck you daddy go and die yeah Fuck you I can yeah. go the, Not fuck you but the, I'm old up I'm a grown up I can do what I want And then he's like No Shut the fuck up you do what you're yep. d- me told And she still has Respect for him And that's One of the more fun songs at 17 And it's cool Cause you see her like Usually she acts like A little girl And she acts like a teenager And she's Being a little Crazy A
0: little dramatic I think too She's not having The dramatic 17 year
1: old You could say song. she's having A t- tantrum Yep
0: and then you wonder,
1: other things going on, including her stuffed animals dancing around, and you're like, just uh, she, uh, again, I think we need to get the bong out and just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, hmm. So we have those ones, we have the fun. So we still so still part of you noticed we've kind of been going a little more heart, lighthearted, a little bit more fun with it. Next one is, I don't know if it's, would you say it's lighthearted, or would you say it's more just out there?
0: I don't want to say it's out there. Zydrates.
1: Yep, the, the Zydrate Anatomy, which is the Gravedigger and Shiloh song. And Amber Sweet song. She has a little tantrum saying, Who said blind mag? And you're like, Oh, we don't give a shit about you, but you're only in the song too. It's a it's going more into the side addiction. It's kinda of, it's really catchy. It
0: is actually, it's a very catchy song and I mean that's why I, I definitely
1: put that on the top. Yeah, put the top and it, you know. That'd be a good ringtone though. That
0: one <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a really good song. I, I think that kind of starts uh, almost like a romance
1: between... Yeah, Shiloh and the Shiloh Gravedigger, Digger. even though there's nothing there. But you yeah. find out that his romance is more with what's-her-name, because that's how she pays for her drugs.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then our last, our number one song, the song which is the best song in this musical, arguably, the song which it just this... How would you describe why this is the best song?
0: Because it... Nathan struggles between villain and and hero so to speak you know he's trying to be the good father and you know provide for his child but he in order for him to do that he has to be the villain but at the same time he's carrying demons of what what he had what he believed that he actually did to his wife
1: yes and this is the song that you just like Whoa! This shows he has acting range. Even though it seems a little like I've heard other versions of the song. I heard the Broadway p- play version of the song. It's a little different because they get rid of some of the, you know, him c- talking to Marnie constantly. But that's the whole thing. Is he's trying to confess to Marnie how he feels. This how it's like he blames himself for this, and yeah, this is what he has to do. And it's a fun and badass song. And it
0: really is.
1: this song is like it's it it describes as we possible because it has that quiet, intimate moments, but then it goes full blast.
0: And how he can actually transform within,
1: yeah, it's you just, know,
0: from good guy to, to villain to...
1: And I know we said that earlier, there's the other song where he does that, which is the Night Surgeon, but this is more like, this is the Dr. Jekyll Hyde. this is the Bruce Banner Hulk where he just hulks out. Yes. Where he goes and this is just him actually turning and he just... In, enjoys it while the other one is more like he's that's more like he's confused about what's going on this is the realize he revels in it mm-hmm. he's like I, I don't want i don't want my daughter to know but i love this that's more like
0: his guilty pleasure i think almost
1: yeah definitely but uh the name of it's a uh, legal
0: assassin
1: yes and i think that should be our closing theme so Actually yeah, I think that's what we're gonna go out with. We're gonna go
0: Yeah, that would be a very good closing theme.
1: So I guess with that in mind.
0: This is Demona. Have a good night.
1: And this is your host Zahn of the Spark and Movie Review. Uh, thanks for listening. Catch us next time. We're gonna be Gonsville. Remember folks, Zydrate should only be dealt with by an official Gene Cove representative. <laughs> See you guys next time.
2: She must escape My burdens I can't erase The mother I might have saved Marnie, I need you now Look what I've become The nightmare that she should fear By the middle of the 21st century, organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. But Geneco was there to satisfy the demand for organ replacements. The problem is, if you miss a payment, Geneco sends out the repo man. And when he finds you, your time is up. This payment has passed you. Everybody, everybody. Stand up. People, people, people. Everybody, everybody. Everybody. Look what I've become. It's me, she must escape. Everybody, oh yeah s s stand up <laughs> People, people, people Woo! Everybody, everybody Everybody Get down, get down now Stand up, don't be shy People, people, people Cut up, get up, get up
1: This makeover came for a
2: small added fee, now I look smashing on live TV. He healed. You know you want it baby, co has got it. You know you want it baby, Jimco's got it. You know you BESH!
1: TESTIFY!